Sherry, baby. Hi, this is Frankie Valley for the Tom. <laughs> that guy had the highest voice in the history of manhood. Yeah, he did. Although Zimmer, Coach Zimmer's got a pretty high voice too. Yes, he does. Oh God, here we go. They're texting already. They're texting already. The Doug Sprintfall. Uh, here we go. Let's is it gentlemen. Joe or is it Amos? Joe. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Tom Bernard show with. Hello. Doug Sprintfall. <laughs> The, the I was basking in my stardom. I thought I was going to get a drum roll of some sort. Yeah, exactly. Co-host, all about Precisely. me, Catherine Prince. <laughs> Andy Brampernard. Cassie Schrader. We will be right back, kick things off. We have great guests today, the Doug Sprinthal in studio. And a couple of things that i got to talk about in my personal life that it's just a thrill. No, you're not allowed to talk about your personal life. Does it need a salve or an ointment? <laughs> well, I had a blood test. Oh, no. I'll do it on the show. Okay. What, what, we'll do, what do we have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Well, you do have it, as what? a matter of fact. It's not oh, a disease. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you do <laughs> have it? What? We'll be right back for the hard show. <laughs> Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company. And they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. I had to mention no something to everybody. No one listens to the floor director. You the floor director? Usually. Are you? Wow. If I'm paying attention. Oh, I got to tell you, Catherine, it was wonderful. Anne from Lat Lat 14 called in on the morning show this yeah, morning. Yeah, she uh, she sent me a Facebook message. Oh, she did. Yes, she's very sweet. How did she? Maybe. How did she have your? Uh, I am the co-host of the Tom Bernard Show. Oh, People well, know how to get a hold of me. Never mind then. <laughs> never mind. But yeah, she. For some reason, I don't know who told her this, but I think she was under the impression that I was going to ridicule her. What? Yeah. No, no, no. Like, she didn't. We didn't. Oh, good. No. Because it, that's no, what no, it sounded no. like. But we went to Lat 14 last oh. night. It was on 55. It, Andy, you're going to go wild about this place. The quack quack is very good. Mm. Quack quack. <laughs> the duck. It's so quack, good. Quack. It's are we going to so do a Walzer commercial? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are going to do Is that After how we're we do a Lat 14 off? commercial <laughs> no, for free. No, I just free. wanted to bring this up. <laughs> Wal- it's not for free. Well, it is for free. You're it right. is now. Never mind. <laughs> 
Doug Sprint, the Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. This is kind of old school, but if you're in town this weekend looking for something to do, we are having our grand opening of our newest uh, dealership, Polar Walzer Mazda, up on Highway 61. There'll be a live band up there, bouncy castles for the kids, free car washes, food, 11 to 3. They're asking for people to bring donations for a local food shelf, which is kind of cool. So they probably won't try super hard to sell you a car. They might ask. But if you're looking for something to do, bring the kids. It's a beautiful building. It's right on Highway 61. For more details, uh, find uh, Walzer Polar Mazda. I think it's Walzer Polar Mazda. Just Google it. You can figure it out. You're all smart people. Remember in the old days when they used to go, it's HTTP. Or keyword. That's right. Keyword Walzer. Figure it out. Keyword Walzer. It was keyword. That's right. It was keyword, wasn't it? Yep. Fonny likes a nice bouncy house. She does. Oh, they're awesome. Fonny. Two and three year olds. She loves those things. Well, bring her up. Why don't they make them for adults? They do, actually. Oh. They do? So right before my son turned four... He got hit in the eye with a golf club. He was teaching his cousin oh. proper. But he was okay. But I had, you know, a four-year-old birthday party. They're great. So he invited mm-hmm. like 100 people, had the big bouncy castle, and he went face down. He was the first oh. kid in there. Casualty. At the end of the night, a good friend of mine and I decided to see if it was possible to do full backflips in the bouncy castle while holding martinis. Uh, I can tell you uh, that it's not possible. Not no, possible. no, well, it's possible. But we gave but it the old college not try. Not possible. It's not possible to not spill it. Right. Oh, yes. Okay. Walls are automotive. <laughs> Wallser.com. Bouncy world. Oh, great. <laughs> Tiny Tim. He falling on no, the head. No, Burt Backrack, I that's think. Burt B.J. Thomas, isn't it? Yeah, B.J. Thomas. Oh, that's right. But did he write it? No, I think you're right. I think Burt Backrack. It, sound, it sounds like Burt, doesn't it? It's from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yes, mm-hmm. it was written by Hal David and Burt Backrack. There you go. It, is, it sounds like a Burt song. It does. It really does. And then, uh, what's his name, uh... Oh, what the hell's a guy named I Love He Talks Like? He does a Ford, or he does a Dodge Ram oh, commercial. Uh, oh, uh, Sam, Sam, uh, Sam, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yeah, there you go. Every woman thinks he's so sexy. I'm like, I don't get it. That Wait. woman, Catherine Ross, married him. She's pretty damn sexy, I'll tell I, you yeah. I know. He, people just think that he's, like, so he's great. Got, and I'm like, I, I don't Maybe 50 years it. ago? No, even then, I was like, I don't That's understand. That's an argument. He's got that rugged look that... He does. That He's women got the very like. rugged look. Mm. I have that problem too. So Catherine, I had a, yeah, you do have the rugged look. Yes, yes. Bust up laughing. Thanks a lot. Yeah, that's Doug really rugged nice. sprint. That's right. That's what we call you when you're not around. So Catherine, I just had a blood test done. Why? Uh, because I just wanted to. Because when I start lifting weights again, I well, want to make sure like, everything's just, balanced did, out. Did you go to you know? A, Clinic in the park? Where, where, yes, I just had a guy you, in the street. Hey, could you take a draw some blood? His name was Dr. Acula. <laughs> yes, Dr. Acula. Why did you do this? Count I mean, Alucard. Out of the blue. Uh, because when you I started lifting weights, I wanted to know. No, I didn't. But, oh, but okay. here's the deal. Here's how it's going to be a life changer for me. It was already mentioned to me at a Nutramos meeting. He said, man, you're not as tall as you used to be. I said, I know I'm an inch and a half shorter than I used to be. So you know what they found in my uh, my blood? Because that's something that you have, but you didn't give it to me. Andy, what? you want to guess? You're the only one in the room that has a chance. Mm. Cholesterol? Nope. 
I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know if I like this public information. What's I happening? have not extremely high, but my levels of estrogen are too high. That's just because you're getting older. <laughs> I know it is, but yeah, I don't know. You have to bring it up. It's true. So I got you all these. You need more estrogen. I, would I got say. all these. Well, that's time true. To go you're bra finally shopping. relaxing. <laughs> Wait a minute. Lululemon's right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, Lululemon is just down the block. Um, no, it's not It's not extremely high. It's just higher than it should be. So I, I had to get all these be. supplements. I'm not taking any drugs oh, for God. it. Oh, God. Whatever you were taking last week to build muscle, you turned into a maniac. I had to... What the hell do you know? Wrestle you down Chris, to the ground. Crystal was, meth. I don't know what he was doing. Well, yeah, so he's, crystal meth. He's like, I'm taking this muscle building stuff. I guess it's making me aggressive. Complete... D head mm. for three days. <laughs> what God. a lovely relationship. Seriously, it was like, what is wrong with you? What a lovely relationship. So whatever that was, don't take don't that. Don't take that one. Yeah. Oh God. Don't just take random supplements that are uh, that affect your hormones, please. So Go basically, to a you should watch Super Troopers too. I do like Super Troopers. Those are good guys. The second one is there's a story arc that fits in right with oh, what is. you're talking about. I won't tell you about it, but. Okay. Yeah, I've, I, so I've lost 92 and a half pounds, and I'm an inch and a half shorter than I used to be. It's really, and my levels of estrogen are too high. That's great. <laughs> Perfect. Maybe you can get on my talk. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a good idea. Except there, didn't their morning guy talk about his husband all the time? I don't know. I've, I've only I listened so. to, what, is it Julia and... Oh, and they have to Laura and Julia. Oh, yeah, I think, I think that's. They it. seem to be that nice. Could only take place in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, oh yeah, it's their like accents a, it's almost are. Like a parody. It, it is. Yeah, you know. Oh God, oh, you know he's hickey. cute. Oh. Yeah, that, rough hewn features. <laughs> we invited that Jason to be on this podcast when it first started six years ago. He said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it." And he, he's, he's, no, he approached us to come on the show, and, and then, then he never and showed then he up. was like, you know. Chasing a ghost. It was like, what's wrong with you? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know weird. what the deal. It is a, it, it's part of my life, though, that people tell other people who have just met me, oh, I wouldn't go around him because he's this, that, and the other thing. Oh, because like, you hate gay he's people? He's full of estrogen. Yes, that's it. I, just, I hate everyone. And by the way, you can't trust a black quarterback. <laughs> Did you see that guy? I what heard you guys idiot. talking about it on the radio this morning. What a moron. Yes, when it comes to precision decision making, you can't trust a black quarterback. <laughs> what is wrong with and you? He puts it on a public post on <laughs> oh. Facebook. Wow. I know. What are you thinking? What are they thinking? Yes, hey. yesterday I reposted that I think it was maybe a high school football game or like a, you know, small college football game mm-hmm. and the announcer, the guy who was going in for the touchdown, he he went to go leap, and he like did like this somersault in the air, and the and the um, announcer just started. He's like, "Holy beep!" And then he's like, <laughs> and he just and he's like, he just like, well, he threw his hands up. I'm probably gonna lose. He even said it. I'm probably gonna lose my job. So he just started cussing. May as well. <laughs> oh, did he really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, just keep should, on with it. Should call up Gary McCord. He can get him a <laughs> yeah, golf right. announcer. I'd watch every football game if the announcers talk like that. Yeah, it would be fun. Oh, God. That Gary McCord story is the worst thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire guy. life. Do you know what happened to him? No. Mm-mm. Gary McCord's the golf announcer got fired from uh, the bikini wax thing at the Masters. The but he was out at uh, so at he was announcing yeah. at the Masters. This is probably what 15 years ago. A long time the, ago. They were had the it was the course was set up brutally hard. And Gary McCord says, "Yes, apparently they bikini waxed the greens." Yes. Now the Masters is the most 
mm, anally retentive yeah. golf tournament in the world. I mean, they've got this place buckled down. He yeah. has, he got fired. I didn't even like that he said for greens that? because it's for too that. bright of a color. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I could play. I could play the little audio if you wanted. <laughs> oh, Gary McCord. No, that football game. Oh, okay. Oh God, it was hilarious. I'll pull it up. It, but go ahead. No, that oh, was. I was just setting up to who Gary McCord was okay. or is. Gary I can't McCord. believe he got fired for that. Gary McCord's at a uh, at a golf course out west, out in Arizona, with a bunch of friends of mine, and he gets up and goes to the bathroom. Mistakenly, left his phone on the table. A guy picks up his phone, types up a text, and hits send all. Oh, no. Hits send all. So all of his contacts got this text message. Oh, Gary McCord God. comes back to the table, sits down, his phone rings, and it's his mother. He goes, my mom's calling me. This is weird. And so he goes, hey, mom, what's up? She goes, and apparently you could hear her say, what the hell is this about now? <sighs> a guy, while he was in the bathroom, grabbed his phone and typed in, in a much more graphic manner, I like to take it up the butt. Oh, and no. sends, it, oh. sends all. His mother's like, well, what? You never told me about it. <laughs> I, friends like I'd that. I completely do that. <laughs> you know a lot of people that would. Jeff Hassel to do that too. Well, that's probably Take true. It, wait, what do you do? <laughs> if I no, text, I would do the text. Catherine, oh, Catherine. Okay. I, love it. I love that. I wasn't sure. If well, I got that text, I would instantly think that. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody wrote No one texts yeah. that out of the blue. But I mean, she's an older woman. She didn't know because he's got to be in his sixties. So she's probably ninety. My, no, I know, old people would sell. My, my dad, I, I showed him how uh, Android voice searched once about three years ago, and he said, Daddy, just hit the microphone and ask it a question. He's like, what did Joe DiMaggio hit in 1939? <laughs> Joe DiMaggio hit 327. And my dad goes, he's right. <laughs> he did. <laughs> That's very funny. See, if I got a text like that from Andy, I'd be like, at last you admit it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, because I would know what would be a stupid joke yeah. yes, somebody. Oh, I, very, I like to true. do that to Dave. We'll be sitting, like, he'll be sitting in the chair, and I'll be sitting on the other. This is a family-rated show. Know. You know. <laughs> no, he'll be sitting in the chair, and I'll be sitting on the love seat across the room, and I'll just text him something random and just bizarre. <laughs> and just his expression on his face is just hilarious. Sorry. Well, Here, I got that audio clip. Still. If you want. Yeah. I'll have rain. To, I'll, I'll have to bleep it, but yeah, this is pretty funny. Shotgun formation, running back comes in motion. He looks open, but he doesn't see him. Running at himself, looking end zone. Holy fuck! (laughs) Did anybody see that? He said that on the air. I'm sorry for my language, but well-deserved. Leaps over those pussies into the end zone. (laughs) For a touchdown, I'm probably going to lose my job for this language, but I don't give a shit anymore. My producer sucks anyway. Leaps into the end Oh, my God. God. Where, where was that run? I don't know, but it's hilarious. Oh, my. Is that real? Yeah. Or is that Bob Uecker? It sounds nope. like they've been watching Brockmire. Yeah, it's oh, right. Oh, Brockmire this year is so disappointing. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, watched, we didn't even make it through one yeah. episode. We're done. Brockmire? Like, yeah. Is that a oh. college? Bad, bad. California? It has to be Yeah, absolutely. That's University of California. Yeah, it is. That's so the University true. of California. That's their team color. Yeah, it's them. Wow. Absolutely. Isn't that them. hilarious? Holy God. God, that was a great play, though. <laughs> yeah. I, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. That's phenomenal. At least he didn't say, look at that little monkey run. That would have <laughs> yeah. got fired Howard for sure. Cosell. 
Howard Cosell said of a black wide receiver, look at that little monkey run. No. But I don't think he meant to call the guy a monkey. No, uh, probably. No, not in the way that everybody took it. I don't know. It's just, well, don't, don't call know. anybody a monkey. You can call me a monkey because I have short legs and long arms. Okay. Tom's a monkey. That's all I knew. Uh, Vikings coach claims official admitted clean hit drew penalty. They just want us to throw a flag, said the official to Zimmer. What? Yeah, there's been no shortage of confusion, frustration, and outrage as the NFL's new tackling guidelines continue to lead to questionable penalties. But now it looks like an even uh, even an NFL official believes clean hits are now receiving flags. Minnesota Vikings coach Mike Zimmer. Again, I admit, every time I read his name, I think of the Pink Panther. Oh, really? Zimmer. A rim. I would like a rim. A rim. <laughs> That's what I said. I said a rim. Oh, you fool. Zimmer. But anyway. Mike Zimmer claimed he was uh, told as much during the Vikings' 29-29 tie against the Packers on Sunday. In an interview on KFAN, captured by ESPN's Courtney Cronin on Wednesday, you know, some people wouldn't do that. What? I'm not going to mention another radio station's callers. Why not? Do they not exist? I mean, oh, okay. I did that once. I, Scott Jamison read me the riot act. <laughs> Why would you really? say? I don't remember what it was because, you know, they're a direct competitor. I'm like... What, W-A-Y-L? Yeah, it was something like that, and I'm like, really? <laughs> I don't care about that kind of I stuff. You, you, look, you either listen because the show's good, or you're not going to stop listening because somebody else mentioned call letters. Well, radio fans listen to radio stations. That's yes. what they do. It's, yes. it's unusual that somebody will listen to the same station 14 hours a day, but yes. if they're into radio, they'll, exactly. they'll have their half dozen favorites, and they'll flip around. Good. Catherine just left. That's great. <laughs> I thought somebody was at the door. No, Did you hear that? That Zimmer. was me. Oh. I think. I don't know. But in any case, yeah, he says that uh, after Vikings safety Andrew Zendejo was flagged for unnecessary roughness on a hit he believed was clean, Zimmer said that Zendejo asked the official what he could have done differently. He apparently received less than a satisfactory answer. You did everything right. You couldn't have done anything different, the official reportedly said. They just want us to throw the flag. Oh, boy. Well, that's really great news for football mm. fans now, isn't it? And it seems like a lot of these, a lot more, like unnecessary uh, penalties and flags are being called. It's like, why are you throwing a flag? Andy, did you tell Melissa you're not going to be home till ten o'clock tonight? What? What? Well, I I was just reading the the schedule here from Cassie posted. (laughs) Catherine March is going to be on today from one o five to nine twenty p.m. Wow! Are we having a marathon? Do that, or she talks very slowly. (laughs) Hello. My name is Catherine. My fingers are not working properly at all. I've been at night. I type like this because my fingers are like locking up on me. From the prednisone. Well, I prednisone from whatever it is you have. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I, I'm like in my bed and I look like, I feel like Frankenstein. <laughs> Eventually hey, you I'm going to said turn. you look like Frankenstein at first. I, well, there's times I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. I look rough. This weather's not helping at all. No. A little gloomy. It is a Very little gloomy. gloomy. There's no question about has that. Has anybody, but. when you had Lammers on, has he talked about A Simple Favor, the movie? Mm-mm. Oh, I don't think so, no. Oh. It was good, though. You liked it, huh? I really liked okay. it. Anna Kendrick? Yep. She was amazing. It yeah, really was I good. I, I, was really what's good. it about? I don't think I've heard of it. It's about a dweeby woman that has a, a vlog, mm-hmm. and um, she's, sort of, she's sort of mousy and, you know, uh, trying really hard and is super positive, and she gets this glamorous 
Fran, who's played by Blake Lively. Okay. And she's, like, really twisted and dark. Uh-huh. Like, really twisted. And all of a sudden, she disappears. And that's the premise of the movie. Oh. And, um, but there's a lot more that goes on, which I don't want to do spoiler alerts, but um, it's, it's, pe- people in the audience were actually gasping, like, one minute and laughing the next. So it's like a good mix of like suspense. Yeah, and, and I didn't really humor. like the ending that much. I would have not. I knocked it down a little bit for that, but it it was really a well done story. Hmm. Really, and the acting was just great. And She's gonna win something. No one watched it apparently. Oh hmm. well, the movie theater was packed. That five dollar Tuesdays is oh, a big yeah. hit. Oh, I yeah. know. Oh it my is. god, Melissa likes it. We was went to see um, The Incredibles two. With two other people, so I oh, guess. Oh, really? I guess that's uh, past its prime, but still. With two other for, people? Yeah. That was, that was in the whole movie theater? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Not on I mean, Tuesdays. It's been, that's yeah. been out for like three months. That's true. Well, still. I mean. But yeah, box office $23 million over its $20 million budget. Oh, so, okay. So it did well. It's not, no. No, that didn't no, do well at all. That's not good. Oh. Although, well, it was released, was. Was twenty was the fourteenth a limited release or was that? I don't know. No, that was a real release. Was so a real it's release. had a weekend. So oh. I don't know. Oh, well, the five dollar Tuesday, the whole West End is just packed with people. You can't hmm. get into the restaurants. Okay, and then we got to take a break. It's crazy. Oh, we got to get a clock for Mom, Andy. Oh, yeah, I need mm. one over here. We'll be right back with hard. Catherine's comments right after this <laughs> Tom Bernard show. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company. Michael Bilski. He's here to talk about a great service and an app that you can get because you're a customer of North American Banking Company. It's called XCheck. All right, Michael, my friend, how do you get it? What's the situation? Do I need it? All that stuff. It's an application that we designed to compete with the national applications out there for person-to-person payments. You can get it at the Apple Store or the Android Store. It's for payments that you want to make when you don't have cash. If you want to pay the kid who shovels your driveway, if you want to settle up a dinner check, if you want to settle up a bet on the golf course, when you don't have cash, you can use the app. The payment will settle directly into the payee's account literally the same day. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker? And X-Check, I'm going to get it today. Check out nabankco.com slash KQ for more about X-Check. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. I am Iron Man. Nope, different song. 
It's snow ride, or at least half of it. <laughs> snow ride. I had a dream that it was going to snow today. Don't do wow. that. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I, I, remember, no. I remember waking up and looking at my phone, and I was like, it's going to snow? Well, it's been so cold the last couple of days. That's the true. Wind, it does feel like we're it's... going right into winter. But we're supposed to have a nice weekend. Tom Barnard promised me. Yes, I did. <clears throat> You're wow. absolutely right. I promise you. Um, this is a perfect example of why I don't do broad-based endorsement of, of broad political based. things or... I guess just things in general. What, like I love the French Republic? How broad are we talking? No, I, like I've endorsed oh. Republicans, I've endorsed Democrats. What's the matter? Oh, we got Big old storm on the way. With hail. Today, oh, yeah, today is going to be horrible. Yeah, we're Great. supposed to have We'd football practice. And then cloudy and cold tomorrow. it's going to happen. We just got all our hail damage repaired from two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. We may not. I, I need a new. I need new siding. I'm rooting for it. <laughs> Come on, Rosemont, Rosemont. Yeah, go down there, yeah, not nice. to our house, please. But anyway, this is this is why you know in my life. Although I, people think that I'm some way far right nut job, which they're crazy. They're way far left nut job, so they try to pin me on the other side. But um, here's why I've I've endorsed Republicans. I've endorsed Democrats. Right now, I'm endorsing a Democrat. Wait, 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 wait. Saying somebody isn't as big an asshole as I thought he was isn't really an endorsement. From Tom, it is. Ah, for me, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's Have true. you met Tom? I just got us in trouble. <laughs> no, 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 I just want to make sure I get it. I get it. Write it down. You're just give me the panel. Just. <laughs> I think what he's talking about is I thank Governor Mark Dayton because next Tuesday is KQRS Day in the state of Minnesota. I have roundly criticized Mark Dayton because I don't think he's qualified to be governor, and I never will think he's qualified to be governor, but most of them aren't, a la Jesse Ventura. But anyway, yeah. uh, he he but he showed uh, some guts and stepped up and said, no, the station deserves it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to ever name Tom Bernard Day like he did for John Hines, but, you know, don't worry about my family. But this is why I don't just, just endorse somebody because of their... I bet there. on some days he doesn't know who anybody is. Yeah, well, that's probably true. <laughs> could get him on that, those but days. Just based on a political party or a certain way of thinking about things, like people nowadays, we, we do know that unless you agree with me 100%, I hate your guts, which I've never understood. <laughs> it's the most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my life. But this is a perfect example. I do uh, support um, Let me con- think. consent carry. I do. You know, I have I have a few. I have six guns. I don't carry one with me all the time, but I do once in a while. So don't um, take any chances. I don't. This whole idea of taking guns away from people. What you're going to do if you do that is only. And it's. I know they've said this for years, but it is true. It's just like when you stopped arresting drug dealers downtown Minneapolis. Now everybody down there is a drug dealer. You invited more trouble by doing that. What you're going to do as well, if you strip guns away from everybody else except for the scumbag hoodlums, can steal them, right? Here's an example of why I don't completely endorse uh, automatic weapons. Well, I don't endorse automatic weapons at all, but, but even handguns, okay? Cody Wilson, you ever heard that name? Mm-mm. You've heard about him. Cody Wilson, the Texas man who runs a controversial 3D printed gun company at the oh, center yeah, of a legal I've fight? Heard about that, yeah. Okay, that's Cody Wilson, right? <clears throat> right. Uh, is accused of paying an underage girl $500 to have sex with her. And it gets worse. According to an arrest affidavit filed in Travis County District Court on Wednesday, the 16-year-old told a counselor about the encounter 
and the counselor in turn told police. The girl told authorities on August 27th, forensic interview, uh, that she created an account on SugarDaddyMeat.com. Hang on. Can I borrow the pen? Yeah, there you go. SugarDaddyMeat.com. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep oh, right M- where you should be careful. It's M-E-E-T, by the way. For saying Oh, that. okay. Okay. And began communicating with someone using the name Sanjuro or Sanjuro, who later identified himself as Wilson and told a 16-year-old girl he was, quote, a big deal. I am a big mm. deal. He said, I am a big deal. Well, you can Which say that to 16 year olds. Which was funny when Will Ferrell said it. Yeah, Ron, Ron Burgundy. Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. It's funny when he's he says He's the only it. person that got, got right. away with it. But see, here's what I'm saying. This guy now thinks he's a big deal because he caused controversy, 3D printed guns, he sells them, and they're wanting, wanting to know why he's doing it or, or should he be able to do it. Well, now you find out the guy, like I said, he thinks he's a big deal and tries to pay a 16-year-old girl to have sex with him. Wait, I, we just talked about this Ugh. the other night. If anybody gets any sort of public recognition, most people turn into maniacs unless, immediately. Unless you're talking about me last night. I still think it was wrong. I, we had Anna. Went, we went to a new place called Lat 14, which is Latitude 14, which begins... I know it... Uh, it begins in the Philippines on the west to east scale, but it's um, Cambodia. And, yeah, you know. Just different Asian. Thailand. Yeah. In Thailand, absolutely, is right on Latitude Dishes. 14. Yeah. But anyway, so it's called Lat 14 because it's an Asian cuisine restaurant. <laughs> and so a little French thrown in. And a little French thrown in. Yes, well, they did run Vietnam for 100 years, so there, there is a did. French in- influence oh, oh, in the you're cuisine. absolutely right. So we were there last night. The food was stunning. It's on Highway 55 and Boone Avenue. Really good. So the owner, Ann, comes over, and she's schmoozing with us about this, that, and the other thing. And I don't know why she picked us out of the crowd to come over and schmooze with. I have no idea why she did that, but she did. Were you wearing your I'm Big Deal t-shirt? I'm a big deal right there. You're wearing your tight pants. (laughs) (laughs) I love Lululemon's. I loved what she did, though, when we had her on this morning so I could tell everybody... This is Ann. She's from Lat 14. She's got another restaurant in, in Brooklyn Park that does very well. Really good food. Really, really good food. Yeah, we right? have to go up to her others. There we do. Um, so I, I'll take my gun with me when we go up to that one. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I grew up with a lot of people who lived in Brooklyn Park. So anyway, um, well, it's just a fact that one guy ruined the city. Um, but in any case... So we have Ann on this morning. What happened last night at the table is Ann comes over and she talks about, you know, what do you guys do and blah, blah, blah. And Catherine talked to her about one thing. And I said, I do a morning radio show. And she goes, oh, that's, that's really nice. And at the end of the conversation, she says, what are your names? And Catherine says, I'm Catherine Brandt. I said, I'm Tom Bernard. And she goes, the Tom Bernard? And I said, that wasn't convincing at all. You have no idea who I am. You've never heard of me. I just thought it was wonderful. No, the, that so Tom was, invites her on KQRS. Yeah. Like, Can you call on in? Now the place is probably just completely packed now. What did I? Why did I do that? Because she went out of her way to try to be polite. I could tell by the way she said it. She had no idea who the hell I was. It's that, I it's that it. old Perkins on it. Highway 55. The, she said it was there 50 years, yeah, the Perkins. 50 wow. years, yeah. Yeah. And they That's right by National Camera, right? Yep, yep exactly, yeah, d- right there. Down the block it is, a bit. I mean, seriously, the food is just like, we were like, oh, my God, is this good. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody the story, but uh, when I was a very young man, a teenager, I got in a fist fight in that, that uh, Perkins. 
Mm, or didn't you get in a fist fight? Well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> Only Tom would get in a fist fight uh, at I, I was trying to think of reasons that yeah. you'd okay. want to do battle. Let me, tell, let me tell you why. We used to call it the big perk. Now, just remember, my mother was a diner waitress all her life. 57 years, she, she worked at a couple of different places, so I'm very touchy about that. I know. Like, if you don't leave a tip, I suggest, why don't you leave a tip? This woman or man's over here working their ass off. They're not making any money. Right. So I'm sitting there. And the guy in the next booth, I was just there by myself, you know, it's late, and I'm just figuring, well, it's, it's open, this is good. I'm sitting in there, and a the guy in the next booth to me says to the server, I said, I want crisp bacon. And, give, and she goes, okay, well, I'll bring it back. She brings it back, it'll look great to me, whatever. He said, what the hell is wrong with you? I said, crisp bacon, I want crisp bacon. Mm-hmm. And wow. he goes, good God, like, you know, and she's kind of like scared now because the guy's being such a jerk so she brings it back after it's turned into literally shoe leather <laughs> and he says my god you're stupid and throws it in her face oh no 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 Ooh. no yeah, yeah okay no. i would have sock him too so yeah, that now, ca- that's cause for a throwdown right there guess yeah. who's gonna get hurt that'd be you pal See, i oh what a i prick. never waited oh. tables because if somebody acted like that i could not be responsible oh, no. for my response <laughs> You'd stab them, you? i would probably stab them Sarah, <laughs> I'd go to God. jail. I'd be Sarah, in second jail. job in high school. I was working at Perkins, and she talks. She just tells these great stories about. Oh. Yeah, I had to work the pit, which is where all the drunks are hanging out. Kind <laughs> oh, of. Oh no! You know, she had the brown uh, polyester yep. jumpsuit yep, on. Yeah, that never and, doesn't smell like Perkins. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah Actually, they smell like. <laughs> you know that area outside where they where they were sitting at? Kind of looks like it's. Yeah, like the sunroom or the whatever. Sunroom or whatever. Or that, that was where the booth was where that guy mm. did that to her. We just, got Julie on the phone. Like, oh, no, yes. we're not going to be doing that. No. I'm here. Well, it's nice talking. I was just talking about the fact that uh, this guy treated a waitress many, many years ago when I was... They uh, call them servers now. Yeah, they call them servers. <laughs> Well, I call my them mother, garçon. My mother was a waitress. I'm sorry. She Well, my mother would be 90, 98 years old now if she was still alive. So she's not with us, unfortunately. I, yeah. I totally agree. I... I serve snow cones, and and I always <laughs> wanted people to, and I still, you know, that's how I treat them well, you know, servers. Yep, I do too. Waitresses and servers. What about that, Julie? There we go. That's right. That's right. Cover it now, all. Now, Julie, when you call people on the phone, do they think you're the actress, Julia Roberts? <laughs> Everywhere I go. Um, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if, I, <laughs> if I check in at the airport. Oh, they don't think it. They just like to give me a hard time. They say, oh, you're, you're, you're like if I'm checking in at the airport and they read my name and they say, oh, you're not Julia, but who is you were. Oh, oh like, my nice. God. <laughs> That's kind of mean. And we don't wish. Well, see, you're on with us, Julie, and we don't wish you were Julia Roberts. <laughs> Passive aggressive saying. Well, thank you. It really was. Beauty. It's okay. I just um, I, I go with it. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Just go with it because you get less stressed out. It's absolutely true. We wish it weren't mm-hmm. you, Julie. We wish it were Julia. Oh, wow, that's real nice. That's really great. Yeah. 
Good God. Delightful people out there. Julie Roberts. The book is called Beauty in the Breakdown, Choosing to Overcome. The inspiring story of a young woman's escape from poverty and abuse to achieve her dreams and overcome obstacles through hard work, constant determination, and unyielding faith in God. Well, that's kind of dangerous to admit you have faith in God now, Julie. Boy, people might be all over you they for that one. They attack you on social media for that one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I'm not scared of it if they do. Good. But, um, no, I'm very open with it, and um, and always will be. It's it's the only thing, the only reason I'm talking to you is because of my faith, and and that's helped me get past, mm-hmm. you know, all of the obstacles, a few that you just mentioned. Um, so no, I'm not scared. I'm very proud and 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 happy to share it. No, absolutely. And do when I'm speaking out to others living with MS. Good for you. I always share. Do you my faith, so. do you still live in Nashville? I do. Okay, the only reason I, I, I asked you that. Yeah, since college, right? You've been there since college, haven't you? Yes, uh-huh. originally from South Carolina. There you go. And then moved here. Uh, I finished at Belmont. Nobody has been able. I've been to here have... a while now. That's good. Well, see, that's a good thing. You were worked for Mercury Records. I worked for Capitol Records actually. Uh, back in the day, it, uh, was, awesome. it was a lot of fun. But in any case, um, the only question I have for you about uh, Nashville is. Is there ever a day when there isn't a car accident on I-24? <laughs> Thank you. I <laughs> promise you when I turn on the, the, the news in the morning, oh. that is where it's at. Oh. On 24, no, there's not ever a day. I, no. I wish that I could tell you that there is a day, but there's not, even on the weekends, no. I promise you. I've driven through the state on that highway a couple of times. One time it was backed up for two and a half hours because the truck was on fire. Yeah. One time it was backed up for three and a half hours because there were dead people on the road because yep. of a horrible car accident. Oh, no. I'm like, yeah. I'm terrified of that road. They need to fix that thing. I know. You know what I, I know, I can't figure it out. I can. I got <laughs> to figure it out for you, Julie. Um, men and women get distracted because, and I'm not making this up, Murfreesboro, okay, okay Nashville, is, we're talking about I-24, the interstate, interstate 24. <clears throat> Just before you get to Nashville, there's a huge billboard for a Chinese restaurant. And the name of the Chinese mm-hmm. restaurant is Chef Wang. Mm-hmm. And the logo <laughs> for the restaurant is a limp shrimp. Oh, boy. Julie, that's a true story. A limp shrimp and it's Chef Wang. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing down there, Julie? Yeah, what's up with you people? <laughs> okay, I'm going to make a special trip to find this billboard. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> you're going east to west. you got to be going east to west to okay. see it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Chef Wang got a limp shrimp on a pair of chopsticks. It's really attractive, I'll yeah. tell you that. It's, um <laughs> That is what that is what's causing it. Then everybody's looking at it and like, um. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, I need to take just a very quick break, Julie. We'll come back. Then you have the whole segment to talk about beauty and the breakdown, choosing to overcome, and about your life and about everything else. I'm, I can't wait to hear it. We'll be right back more with Julie Roberts right after this. Tom Bernard show. John, I just got another complaint about our delivery service. Oh, not again. Yep, we have to do something about our courier service. You know, they're a reflection of us. What happened now? Well, you know that one driver that has the dog that rides with him? Uh Uh-huh. Well, when he got out of his truck to deliver our package, his dog got out and delivered, well, uh, his own package, if you know what I mean. That's it. I want you to call... Priority Courier Experts, because you know they've got more than 500 drivers. And tell them we need... A professional, reliable courier service. And make sure 
sure they have internet order entry and real-time tracking. You know, I had Priority Courier Experts account rep in here about a month ago. and Who knows how many accounts we could have serviced better if we had just signed up and started using the Twin Cities' largest, most reliable on-call courier service. What's that number? Because the next package is going with Priority Courier Experts. Already dialing 651-748-4477. Priority Courier Experts, can we help you? Can you ever. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. It's come to my attention that you might not understand what the Gold Star Ride Foundation does. I'm the executive director of the organization, and I'll do my best to clear that up. First, I'd never complain about a $4 cup of coffee, but I am moved to tears when someone gives their last $20 for a cause they believe in. The Gold Star Ride Foundation doesn't just ride around the country. That's just a tiny bit of our work. What we really do is tell Sally at that coffee shop that someone died for her freedom. And we tell Dom and Logan, two boys who are growing up without a father, that we're going to make sure they get a good education. And we tell Viola that even though her oldest son died 51 years ago, there's at least one organization that has not forgotten that sacrifice. Every Gold Star family is different, but each one needs, no, deserves to be acknowledged and helped in any way they need. We do everything we can, anywhere we can, to do that. Goldstarride.org. You're a great singer, Julie. Thank you. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. I love Thank it. Thank you. You're an amazing human being. You have a wonderful sense of humor. You you just uh, seem like a very, very happy... I mean, you and I have never met in person, but you seem like you have a very <laughs> good sense of humor. You you love life. Everything is good. And, you know, uh, I know like a lot of people like to sit around and go, oh, poor me, oh, poor me, but... Julie, your childhood, and then in the later years, by later years, I mean your 20s and all the rest of it, but I don't want to tell your story. I want you to tell it because it's a, it's a great story. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'll start just from my childhood. I came from, um, like I said, South Carolina in a home of domestic violence, and Mama would take my sisters and me out of the house, and we'd go to Mama's house. And Mama is still alive in our town. And we, she lived, our town was small enough, it took like 10 minutes to get to her house. And all along the way, we would sing country music. Mama had a truck, and it was before seatbelt laws, so we would stand up in her truck <laughs> all the way there. And Mama, <laughs> and we'd sing really loud, you know, and I didn't even know what I was singing about, but it was our escape. And that's how I learned to love country music. And also, Mama's house was our happy home, our, a happy home, you know. So at my mom's house, we watched um, Carol Burnett's show, and uh, it was just a, a great place. And then at, there is where, um, before we go to bed every night, Mama would pray with my sisters and me. And, and when it was the prayer that you probably heard of, now lay me down to sleep. And when it would be my turn at the end of that prayer, I'd say, God, please give me a record deal. And make me sing like Barbara Mandrell. I love it. I love God. Please give me oh, a record deal. Great. Hopefully on Mercury. <clears throat> <laughs> and I said, and help me to buy Mama a happy home. Oh, because see, that's really all I wanted. 
And um, and so I knew, and I wanted to be Barbara Mandrell. Sure. And so sure. Um, I knew the way to, to sing country music was eventually to get to Nashville. But Mama said, you know, you got to go to college. And I said, I don't have to go to college to be Barbara Mandrell. She said, yeah, you do. <laughs> and so I went to the University of South Carolina two years and then finished at Belmont um, here in Nashville. And then got a job at Mercury as a receptionist answering phones. So I did that for two and a half years and just played at night. I had formed a band in college and played anywhere I could. And when you're sitting at the front desk and the phones aren't ringing, you have a lot of time. So I would pretend I was mama and fax out her resume to places in Nashville so I could get her here. And I helped her get a job at a mattress factory here in Nashville. And so she moved here and we lived in an apartment. But that was our first true happy home with this apartment. Aww. And we got good mattresses. <laughs> and, um, oh, that's good. <laughs> she started her life over, really. And um, so, you know, I was playing at a laundromat that night. Anywhere. It's hard to get a gig in Nashville because everybody oh, sure, has them. Sure. So one of, the, our, one of the places I love to talk about is a place called, it's not even there anymore, called Harvey Washbangers. And it was a laundromat. And in between, they, whoever owned it, Harvey, I guess, said, y'all can play here, but if you hear the dryer off, you got to say dryer number three, your song is ready, or whatever. I like so we it. We to make it fun. Yes. And I so, played some weird um, gigs before, but never had to announce a dryer. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and we loved it. So I was answering phones in the day and then doing that at night, and then um, my uh, the HR person at Mercury came to me and said, hey, the president of Mercury, Luke Lewis, is looking for a new assistant. Um, you'll get a pay raise. Um, but if you're a singer, don't tell us he doesn't want to sing your answer in his phone. I said, okay, sure. So I knew with the pay raise, Mom and I could actually buy a townhouse. Oh. And so I took that job, and I started answering his phones every day. and did that for another year and a half. And then during this time, I had met a producer my, of my first record, Brent Rowan. And I'd met him through my guitar player from Belmont. And um, my guitar player gave him a CD we made at Belmont. And he called me one day in Luke's office and he said, I heard the CD that your guitar player gave you. And he said, the music's awful, but I like your voice and I'd like to start recording with you. Uh, thank so you. So he said, you, he said, you gotta put the, the laundromat gig on hold. And I said, okay. <laughs> So I stopped sure. playing that, and then when I get off at night, we were just recording guitar vocals. And finally, Brent said, I'm, I'm ready to take it around to try to get your record deal. And I said, okay. So he went to every, I was still praying that prayer, God, please give me a record deal. <laughs> and so he took it to every label in town. And they all said, no, she's too bluesy, she's too soulful. Oh. And um, so then he finally said, I want to take it to your boss. And I said, you can't because I'll get fired. And he said, just get me on his calendar and I promise you I won't get you fired. So I went to my boss and I said, hey, Luke, Brent Rowan is working with a new artist in town and would like a meeting with you. Oh. And my boss, my boss said, sure, put it on my calendar. And Brent had just, you know, made, had a lot of success with Joe Nichols. So people were taking his meetings. And my boss never asked who the artist was or if it was a guy or a girl. Phew. And I know that, again, that was my prayer, working. So the day came. Brent came into 
my boss's office, and I could always hear the music that he played. So this day I heard me playing through his walls really loud. Uh-oh. And I heard the CD stop and start a few times, and I thought, okay, I'm getting ready to lose my job. <laughs> and so Brent left, and he said, call me when you get off. And then my boss left, and he said, I'll see you tomorrow. So I called Brent, my producer, as soon as I could, and he said, he stopped the CD the first time, and and he said, who's this girl? I want to meet her. I like her voice. Ooh. And Brent said, she's your assistant. She's right outside your office. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Luke said a lot of things that that's in the book. I probably shouldn't say today. Okay. But, um, okay. Ultimately, he eventually came to me and he said, um, I heard your stuff. Uh, just a few days later, I knew he liked it. He said, I heard your stuff and I don't know what you do. He said, um, so what I've decided is I'm going to play. He said, I like it. So I'm going to play it for the rest of Mercury and not tell them who it is. And if they like it, then, then I'll sign you to a record deal. And, um, and you don't have to answer my phones anymore. So it took about another few more weeks. He finally came back to me and he said they liked it and I need a new assistant who definitely does not sing. <laughs> and so that was the start. <laughs> that was the start of my career and my first my first two albums on Mercury did great. Um, yeah. All I asked for was a record deal and I got way more than that. I was did the same song to Good Morning America and was on the Tonight Show a few times and sure. Good Morning America a few times and was on the road. And then I was in the middle of recording my second album, um, which is called Men and Mascara. And the line is, men and mascara always run. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like it. I've never heard and of I'll a never closeted forget. singer before. <laughs> 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 um, so I was recording I, remember, I mean I was in the studio recording that and I was going on the road I got a booking agent and I said keep me on the road all the time I was playing shows constantly I only came home to get my roots done to get my hair done <laughs> and, and to record so I was playing a show in Asheville North Carolina and in the middle of my show um, my vision went blurry and I couldn't use my hands. I couldn't hold my microphone anymore because my hands went numb and weak. And there was a microphone stand on stage, and I was able to get my microphone in the stand and finish my show and still couldn't see. I love to make eye contact, and I couldn't see, you know, the people in front of me. And um, I got off, finished that night, and I um, called Mama. And she said, when you come back, you don't need to go to the studio and record. You need to go straight to the doctor. So I did. And shortly after that was diagnosed with, with MS, which I kept a secret for a long time because oh, I was afraid God. that the music industry would um, be afraid of that. Yeah. That they would, be, they would think I couldn't play shows or record albums. Mm-hmm. So I just kept it to myself. And honestly, I thought if I didn't say it out loud, it'd go away. And that didn't. <laughs> five years later, it came back. And if you want me to continue and tell you all that, I will. But um, it I, didn't go away. 
I will Anna. tell you. I want to read a line here. Instead of succumbing to despair, Julie proved miraculously resilient, taking the steps she needed to face adversity head-on and rebuild her life through her characteristic optimism, hard work, and faith. Is it because of your mother that you didn't sit there and go, oh, poor me, uh, oh, my God, I, I have no chance, that you kept on working and you had... Uh, the faith to get things done. You were, as it says here, miraculously resilient. Did that come from your mother? I definitely think it came from Mama. Mm -hmm. um, just watching her all these years, and you were talking about your mother earlier. My mom ran, um, was a managed a, a motel in our town, and so I watched how hard she worked, um, and also just how she kept going, even when she faced adversity and would just, you know, she didn't have another option. And for me, I didn't have another option but to keep going. Yep. And I, and I did learn that, I believe, from her. Well, and you must for, have had some, sure. some sort of uh, positive feelings about it because everything was going so well for you at that time. Oh, my gosh. Everything was going great. And, um, and I didn't want it to stop. Right. I just got right back on the bus. I put the information my neurologist gave me into a drawer and never read it. Oh. And, um, and then in, on May the 1st of 2010, the 1,000, your flood came through Nashville. Right. And I didn't know I, didn't know I lived near a river. <laughs> and someone that morning, I was home. And um, at, um, at 8 a.m. that morning, they were knocking on our townhouse and said, y'all need to get out. Because the river's rising, and I was like, what river? And they said, the Harpers River, and I was like, oh. Wow. Well, our cars flew away. We lost everything. We lost our happy home. Oh. And it was that flood, though, that made me, we were rescued by boat, Mama, my younger sister, and I have a lot of dogs, all of our dogs. I love dogs. Um, we were all rescued by boat, and um, and then after that, when we were able to come back and look at our townhouse and pull up the carpet because everybody nobody had flood insurance so we did it all ourselves mm. and so I couldn't use my hands again and that was when I realized that my MS didn't go away so it took five years and I finally accepted it and started um, treatment for it and I told the music industry I lost I lost my record deal and I oh. lost my booking agent and but I still had my fans so when I got my State Farm check from my car that floated away, I didn't buy a car, so thank you, State Farm. I started my own record label called Ain't Scared Records because I wasn't scared anymore that I had MS. And I put out um, a record called Alive, and I also put out a Christmas record um, with my State Farm check. And, um, <laughs> and I booked myself. Because I knew how I sat behind my computer. I remembered where I'd played the years prior. So I would just reach out to those venues. And I started booking myself until I could find a booking agent that understood that I could play shows. I tell you what, Julie, that's exactly why I wanted you to Amazing. tell your own story. It's a wonderful story because I didn't want to reveal the fact that you went through all this that with the flood, uh, got MS, your MS returned and got, got worse. I wanted you to tell it. In your time. And the way yeah. you just told it is perfect it really because was. we were, ha I mean, you have a sense of humor about everything. You've got a great attitude. You've been through all of this. And then you made the mistake of your life. You got married. What are you thinking, Julie? <laughs> <laughs> listen. My whole just life, listen. I said, 
I said, I am never getting married. Only because I would not seen, you know, the best marriages. And I, it took me a long time. It took me 39 years. And, and I, I finally, you know, one day I was like, yeah, well, I guess I am going to get married. Um, so I, I don't think, I think it's the, probably the best decision, not the worst. Um, well, I will tell you, Julie, there, you, made, my life. you made one other mistake. You called in here today because now you have to call back all the time because I just love your whole, the way you, you live your life. It's really strong. It's really admirable. You're, you are one of my heroes now. I just love it. Oh, well, I appreciate you letting me share a little bit of my story. And, and I love talking to y'all. Okay, we'll talk oh, to you tomorrow, Julie. So <laughs> <laughs> we're, on, we're on at six. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Julie, you're the best. Beauty in the breakdown, choosing to overcome. You're an inspiration, a wonderful person, and you just made our day. Books believe available me. everywhere. And it is. Yep. You, but you did make oh, our day, thank Julie. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. You made mine. Good, thank you. Talk soon. Thanks. Bye. Okay, see, bye-bye. All these people want to say, oh, God, I stubbed my toe. Everything's there. This is a woman has been through MS, through a flood, through a father to beat the hell out of her on a daily basis, and her mother on a daily basis. She overcame all of it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's the kind of person I want to sit down and talk and to. And just really worked hard. Yeah, you always say you have to go through <sighs> life. Whatever you face in a problem, you just got to say somebody probably has it worse than I do right now. That's it. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. MS. Again, she got married. That might have been a mistake. But, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we'll, we'll be right back. Thrown well. at me. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling we'll a right little. Back. Tom <laughs>